Good morning. I'm Sarah French. I'm Ben Thompson. This is WCNC Charlotte to go. Here are your top stories. Happening today, the South Carolina State Senate is set to vote for a third and final time to legalize medical marijuana in the Palmetto State. Today's vote comes after the Senate okayed the bill yesterday afternoon. A similar measure made it this far in 2022, but was ultimately shot down. WCNC Charlotte's Destiny Richards is live now. And Destiny, after today's vote, what's next for this bill to become law? Well, after hours of debate, the Senate voted 26 to 17. That sends this bill to the House next. But first, it does have to be voted on again in a third hearing. A third hearing is typically just a formality, and that will happen today on the Senate floor. The bill, also called the Compassionate Care Act, would allow the sale of medical cannabis under strict guidelines. It would only be allowed use for therapeutic reasons and under the direction of a physician. Use would also be limited to oral medication, as well as ointments and creams. No smoking. Senator Tom Davis of Buford is the bill's sponsor and says there were adjustments made to the bill, like tightening restrictions on who could dispense the drug. What you have is the Senate being very deliberative, the Senate looking at the language, uh, the Senate making sure there aren't any unintended consequences. I think there is a, a substantial majority of senators that want to empower doctors, that want to provide cannabis safely to patients for treatment. The Senate spent three days debating on this bill before yesterday's vote, and Senator Davis does believe the adjustments made to it will help it to pass in the House. Reporting live in Rock Hill this morning, I'm Destiny Richards, WCNC Charlotte. Turning to more of today's top stories in your morning rush, CMPD is investigating a deadly shooting in southwest Charlotte. Police say they found a man shot on Camden Creek Lane yesterday. He died at the scene. CMPD did not release any information on a suspect. If you have any information, you're asked to call Crime Stoppers. This morning, a judge raising bond for the man shot by a CMPD officer just outside of Uptown. Tim Moore was in court yesterday where the judge raised his bond to $60,000. The shooting happened on Beatty's Ford Road last week. Prosecutors say Moore was involved in drug-related activity. And when officers approached Moore, he pointed a gun at them while running away, leading to the shooting. Today marks 24 years since nine-year-old Aisha Degree disappeared after walking away from her home in Shelby. To this day, the Cleveland County Sheriff's Office, the FBI and SBI are still searching for clues. In 2020, the FBI released this age-progressed photo showing what they believe she would look like now. She'd be 33 this year. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Richard Vane here in Steel Creek. Happy Valentine's Day. A love letter of sorts from Siemens Energy to the state of North Carolina. They're now expanding. That means hundreds of jobs coming right here to the Charlotte area. As part of the project, the energy technology company will establish its first power manufacturing facility right here in Charlotte. That'll add 475 more jobs, 600 when you add the, some 84 jobs in Raleigh, as well as number of jobs for the construction project. If you're looking for a summer job, listen up. Carowinds wants to hire around 2,500 seasonal employees. The park is hosting a week-long hiring event starting on Saturday. Carowinds opens back up for the season on March 9th. You can find more details on how to apply inside the WCNC mobile app. And that's it for your morning rush. Here's what's happening across the Carolinas. Four kids are recovering this morning after a police chase ended in a close call in Forest Acres, South Carolina. Police identified a mother as a suspect for shoplifting. 
The chase ended after she lost control of her vehicle, flipping it several times. The four kids are expected to be okay. The mom is facing charges. Raleigh police say a second man is charged with bringing a gun to NC State's campus. An arrest warrant says Marvin's rule had a handgun outside of a dorm Monday. Over the weekend, another man was charged after police say he brought a loaded AR-15 to campus. Police have given the all clear after a dorm at ECU was evacuated because of a suspicious package. Police say the package was found in a student's room and looked like it was intended to be a joke. Officials say the objects in question appear to be part of a class project. And that's what's happening across the Carolinas. Time now to connect the dots when we make the news make sense. Well, today's a day to celebrate romance and love. But if you think giving a gift today is a new trend, think again. Why do we give cards on Valentine's Day? Let's connect the dots. Hallmark estimates about 145 million Valentine's Day cards are exchanged each year. But they aren't the ones who started the gift-giving fad. The American Folk Art Museum says fertility-related customs and rituals have been celebrated in mid-February since pagan times. In the 1600s, the practice was to give pairs of gloves. By the 1700s, we started to see the beginnings of modern Valentine's cards. A century later, it got even more popular, with popular ladies' magazines publishing instructions on how to craft them. And then Hallmark helped the holiday boom when they started selling Valentine's Day cards in 1913. The holiday continues to evolve to this day, with cards being often less about romantic love and more about just letting someone know they matter. And that is Connecting the Dots. Now to the day's checklist. Here are three stories worth knowing about today. One, this morning, three separate unions representing flight attendants at major U.S. airlines are fighting for new contracts and higher wages. According to reports, their frustrated pilots got huge pay raises last year, while many flight attendants haven't got a raise in years. Number two, this morning, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is back home after being released from the hospital. According to a statement from the Pentagon, Secretary Austin is well and has resumed his full functions and duties. Secretary Austin was sent to the hospital on Sunday because of a bladder issue related to his December 2023 prostate cancer surgery. And number three, Panthers fans get ready to play underdog. The odds makers have released their predictions for the 2024 NFL season. And the only thing almost every major sports book has in common is they think the Panthers will finish dead last. Now it's up to new coach Dave Canales to prove the odds wrong and help the team improve from its last place finish this year. I mean, we can only go up from here, right? What do they know anyway? For centuries, people have been watching the weather, passing down their observations through sayings and rhymes. I'm, of course, talking about weather folklore. Let's raise your weather IQ on whether some of this lore is fact or fiction. When leaves turn their back, tis a sign it's going to rain. Fiction. While all folklore is based on some truth, leaves turning upside down can also happen on a clear, windy day with no storm chances. This is most common during the summer. High humidity can soften the leaves or, in the maple leaf's case, curl them slightly. This makes them flip easier in the breeze. So even though a storm's outflow often turns a leaf during the warmer months, it's just not an accurate predictor of the weather to come. A ring around the sun or moon means rain or snow is coming soon. This one is 50-50 fact and fiction. 
A ring like this appears around the sun or moon when upper-level cirrus clouds comprised of ice crystals refract the light to shine the ring. Cirrus clouds are often the precursor to an approaching weather system, meaning thicker clouds with rain or snow may be coming soon. However, sometimes cirrus clouds are on their own making this ring, making this not necessarily all the time true. You can tell the temperature by counting crickets' chirps. Surprisingly, fat, but there is some math involved. Crickets chirp faster when it's warm and slower when it's cold. So when a cricket is chirping consistently like this, count the amount of chirps in 14 seconds and add 40. But there is a catch. Not all crickets are weather savvy. The field cricket and the snowy tree cricket, known as the thermometer cricket, are by far the best bug thermometers. There are a bunch of weather folklore we weren't able to get to, like Red Sky, Night, Sailor's Delight. But we'll save that for another Weather IQ. I'm meteorologist Chris Mulcahy, WCNC Charlotte. Thanks for listening. You can find these stories and more at WCNC.com. And join the WCNC Charlotte team weekday mornings, 4.30 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.